When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. We're going to be talking all about Spider-Man No Way Home with Ian Kerner. And uh, if you're watching this, you're like, wait, wait, what's going on? Uh, I listened to the live show and you got me, Jonathan. Yes, if you have not listened to Geekscape Live, our 15th anniversary of Geekscape celebration that we did as part of the all-day 15-hour live stream raising money for Big Brothers Big Sisters Geekscapists, like, what an event. Thank you so much for being a part of that. We raised over $1,300 throughout the course of the day. Hopefully, some of y'all signed up to be big brothers or big sisters. Um, but, wow, Friday was awesome. Uh, go back and watch the live stream. Watch it on our Facebook, Twitch, our YouTube channels. Uh, Matt Kelly did a great job putting all those hours together. And, of course, the big finale was the one-hour here in Los Angeles, Geekscape Live on stage spectacular i don't know i rename the thing every time i mention it but um what's great about it is that uh a lot of you were really like watching it and uh texting each other and active in the chat um and yes i announced at the beginning of the show that i was quitting geekscape and then over the course of the show you and uh all the things that you've done in this community and all the good that we've done together and all the shows that we've put on not just mine, but all the Geekscape podcast shows, like that, all that stuff by the end of it. Spoiler. Um, convinces me to continue doing Geekscape. So here we are. <laughs> and at the end of the show, if you li- go back and listen to it, like go back in the feed. And if you haven't listened to the live show, go back and listen. to it. I'm very proud of it. And I think it's very representative of the kind of show that I'd like to do. And I've already started planning the next live event. Um, at the end of it, I said, no, let's do 15 more years. And then I said, we'll be right back in a few days with Ian Kerner and I talking Spider-Man No Way Home. And that is what you're watching right now if you're on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. And maybe you're picking this up on the podcast feed. Um, And this is where I throw out another spoiler warning and say, hey, we're going to be spoiling the heck out of Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, as many of y'all have said, because of uh, Omicron fears or just not being able to get tickets. Totally. Okay. Don't listen to this episode. Please go back. Uh, once you've seen the movie and listen to this one, because in, and I are going to waste no time in getting right down to all the things that happened in Spider-Man no way home, a movie that I think we both intensely disliked. We've not talked about whether or not we liked it, but I'm only guessing that if Ian has any of the same feelings I do, and that guy who's driving past my my car, my house, if Ian feels like I do, man, did we hate that Spider-Man movie? Um, no, we didn't. Here's Ian right here. Ian Kerner, everybody. Hey, um, so, seen anything good lately? <laughs> I saw Power of the Dog last night. I'm sure it was good. I like I like Jane Campion movies, and I and no, and I like slow burn movies. No, listen. A friend of mine said to me, "He said we should really do a Geekscape podcast on Power of the Dog." So here it is, everybody. Here it is, everybody. Power of the you Dog. You thought we were Geekscape. talking about another Benedict Cumberbatch movie? No, we're, okay. Let's actually talk about the Benedict Cumberbatch movie we want to talk about, which isn't a Benedict Cumberbatch movie. It's a Benedict Cumberbatch cameoing guest starring in another person movie. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I am going to make some bets because I'm a betting man. I'm going to make one big bet right here. I bet you liked this movie a whole lot, Ian. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was, uh, it was pretty good. I mean, you know, it, it crosses off the boxes. You know what I mean? 
It checks a lot of boxes. Yeah, it's like it's entertaining, um, heartfelt. Um, you know, it makes you think. Makes you think. You Not know, all the Marvel movies really, make you think. Many do. I mean, this one you sure. really it really left you. You know, like I mean, days later you're still thinking about this movie. That if if that's what you're saying, yes, I agree. Right, very so much. here's the thing. But, you know, but let me tell you the thing. Game? Let me well, tell well, you the thing. Well, As I'm watching this movie, Ian, yeah, yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about my buddy Ian, who was watching the movie, I think at like 30, 40 minutes earlier than I was, because you were like a 30, 40 minutes earlier time watching the movie. And all I could think was like how happy you were at the same moments that I was happy and how your heart must have exploded at so many of the moments so many that times. my heart was exploding. Can, can, can um, we just say what was really, truly amazing, you know, and, and I'm going to use that word spectacular. Um, okay. all the things sensational. Um, it culminated all of Sony's movies, yes. you know, like we, everyone talked about how Endgame did 10 years. This did 20 years, pretty much. That's a good point. Yeah. You know? and, and in a satisfying way. And if you're like myself and the amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield are not your favorite films. And I, I they're not my favorite Spider-Man movies. I've been I, critical of those films. Uh, Andrew Garfield in this movie was one of my favorite parts great. of this film. I, so I, I, I loved every point, moment he was on screen. As regular listeners know, I have a stepson and I'm exposed to things and, you know, look, we knew going in, we knew the villains were in it. That alone, we're pretty sure that Toby and Garfield were going to be in it. Um, so in my, we watched for him, it was the first time and me rewatching, I rewatched the Toby's and the Garfield movies very recently mm-hmm. um, and hadn't revisited them in a long time. And, you know, I still really love those first two Toby movies. I love, but I mean, I have to say, you know, they don't hold up in a great way. I mean, the whole Mary Sue thing about um, MJ is not an independent character. It's really, really disappointing how much that's the case, you know. And and it's it's problematic now, twenty years later. Sure, you know. Um, it's still great movies, you know. But um, oddly enough, and I remember when we did the Geekscape on it, but I didn't dislike the third one as much as I had back then. You know, watching them as a piece, watching them all together. Um, and then, well, you now know, that you have proper Venom movies that you've enjoyed and thought were incredible thoroughly, well, well that, that's a whole <laughs> other thing, right? You can actually go back on the feed to find out if that's true or not, Geeks gave us. <laughs> um, they go on the feed all the way to back to Spider Man 3. That's right, you know, that's right. And uh, Ben Dunn reminded me of that. Uh, I had Gil Moore and Sarah Ellis and a couple of the old Geekscapists at the live show on Friday night and Ben Dunn texted me and said, I just remembered in 2007 when we did live interviews in line at UCLA's theater for Spider-Man 3. And uh, yeah, we were so excited to see that you, film. You made fun of me because it was so, I was so, so, so excited for that movie and I was so disappointed um, because the second one was so good, you know? The second and- one may still be my favorite. Spider-Man movie. There's also like Spider-Verse in there too, but yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. Um, and then you get to the Garfields, which, you know, so felt pointless at the time. And still, I mean, listen, the first Garfield is an entertaining movie, but he just doesn't feel like Spider-Man in it. He's just, he's too cool. You know, I mean, I always said I thought he'd make a good adult Spider-Man, you know, um, sure. Spider-Man mid to late 20s, you know, early 30s. And, and we got that in this movie. And not only that, we got Toby as the grown-up Spider-Man, who yeah. was even wiser and more, I, can't, I think, kind of riddled by his time as Spider-Man. And, and, and by the way, haunted. If you he was more haunted one, than Spider-Man. Well, that, yeah. that was the problem is Toby seemed too old at that point, mm-hmm. and, but, you know, make him the adult Spider-Man, and, and it really worked. Yeah. You know, it really, Garfield, really worked. I'm watching this movie and they, they don't waste a lot of time in bringing in Doc Ock and the Green Goblin and the different villains. I love the introduction of the lizard. I love the introduction of great. Electro. I like the, the redesign. I mean, they're, they're course and, correcting and, and so talking many things. was great. Yeah, they're course correcting a lot of films. Like they're course correcting yeah. the Garfield films. They're course correcting uh, Spider-Man 3, the Ra- third Raimi movie. They're, they're course correcting a lot. And I love the new Electro suit. I love... Kane Marco and how he's kind of playing the middle. I love how Doc Ock turns into a bit of a hero. 
because he was always Peter's ally. Yeah. Um, and, and he managed to find his way back even without the chip being fixed, which is great, right? So again, yeah. he did that again. It was great. That's the so, thing is the flavor, everything is consistent. You know? But, but when the, the, the movie is about halfway when you have Ned working the magic ring in calling out for a Peter. And when Andrew Garfield shows up, and that when he, I mean, when you see that it's the suit from Amazing Spider-Man, and he hops through that ring, the roof blows off of that place. Yeah, like the theater yeah. goes nuts. Yeah, and then it, when you see the ring start up again, and they're looking for one more Peter, and you know what's coming, like the place yeah. exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My theater as well, and that's the thing. First time since the pandemic that. You know, I mean, my frustration has been even when I've gone to things on opening night and like, it's like, there's no energy in the theater, you know? And well, this, sure. we, we, this you was and like through... being back pre-pandemic opening night, you know, well, and, it, and it's an afternoon show, you know, because they did that, that 320, you know? Um, the numbers, was, Ian, are that this is the third biggest opening of all time. Yeah. This is not just pre-pandemic numbers. No, this no, is no. Yeah. the third biggest opening of all time. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's only behind uh, Endgame and Infinity War. It's just incredible. Um, I think that this might be my favorite MCU film, Ian. I can see that. I can't wait to see it again. It, it, it has, you know, it has so much heart. Um, and, and that's the thing, you know, my, my wife and I talked about this a lot about. <sighs> and we haven't even talked Tom about Holland. the MCU aspects of the movie. <laughs> no, no. Tom Holland though is so good in the role, you know, and he, Zendai also, it's like, you know, you really buy them that they're that age. And they're not, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's really convincing. You know, it really works. You know, and, and you feel it and you feel for them. You know, and you buy their relationship and you root for it, you know? Um, yeah, the, the movie hit on so many levels. You know, it's... Um, you know, yeah, so the, the MCU of it... I mean, look, immediately what you have, you know, the Doctor Strange of it is obviously the big thing. You know, they, they took an interesting tact here um, in the sense of, you know, you have, just looking at these Spider-Man movies, Far From Home, you had the multiverse was teased, and then, you know, and, and I backed off of it, which was frustrating, right? But then, of in course, what way you know, did they tease the, the, the multiverse? In, in because Far Mysterio claimed to be from right. another Earth, and it was You're a lie. Right. Yes, that so, is, yes. Thank you for the refresher. Right, right. So then in, you know, obviously we get into the Spider-Verse, which is not MCU, but it's Sony, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I think there was a lot to look how well that did, you know, let's ju- sort of jump on that bandwagon. You know, I didn't know what they do here. So I, it was definitely interesting to me that things were pulled forward. You know, you have to question, you know, whether, you know, the Loki of it, and, uh, and that's my feeling, right? The Loki of it made it possible, Right. Well, if I mean, if not, that that is just the design of Phase Four, right? And and we could we could talk about the street level characters that we're going to start that we're starting to have more focus on as well. But the, the focus of Phase Four is the multiverse, and, and Loki's confirmed that. WandaVision's confirmed that. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp is going to confirm that further. Obviously, Doctor Strange too. Right. Um, and this this movie is a multiverse movie. But I got to tell you, I thought it was going to be a rip roaring rollicking trip through the multiverse with Spider-Man right. and his Same. and his buddy Doctor Strange. And I actually love that it wasn't, that it probably yeah, saved that for Doctor Strange too. And here we have the multiverse coming to the MCU as visitors and a very limited number of visitors. Right. Which I thought was a great way to keep it controlled. And for a movie that's two and a half hours, it, there's a lot in it. It's very economic and it doesn't feel like it's two and a half hours. I definitely could have tacked another two hours onto it because I loved watching this. Yeah. Um, we knew the villains were going to be in it and Doc Ock and Green Goblin are introduced. These villains are introduced very quickly. And, and then we have like a new approach to them that Peter doesn't want to defeat them well, or kill them. He, he wants to cure them. This is a pro way, like then, this is a pro life movie. Well, but, but, this is like a pro, pro anti death sentence movie. I think is what yeah, to say. But what this is, this is very Spider Man. Yeah. You know, the you know we even in the comics in recent years, you know, making the vow, no more deaths. You know, like that's just him. And you know, and maybe it's idealistic, but it, it's very true to the character. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, and they played with it. You know, having Tom Holland's version, you know, so enraged and kind of forgetting it for a second, 
it's very reminiscent of the end of issue 121. You know, you know, after Gwen's dead, you think Spider-Man is going to purposely kill, you know, Norman. And, you know, and then that's not how it goes down. And it is more of the accident, you know, a la the first Raimi movie, the first Toby movie, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but but it's interesting, right, that these villains, you know, kept dying, which I think was just, you know, the, the cinematic thing that was done back in the day, right? Um, so, you know, to to have them you know, work against that actively to have Peter work against that actively, you know, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you know, where does that leave things? You know, what are they going back to? You know, they're going moments right before one of the next Spider-Man's punches them in the face. It seems like because they were yanked moments before their deaths. I mean, uh, Dr. Octopus is saying Peter destroyed my device. He remembers that moment and then nothing, but what is it? That's towards the end of the movie. That's right right before he drowns. Right, but so like yeah, good Doc Ock is about to show up and be like, "Just kidding! Don't punch me in the face." <laughs> good Norman is going to come back and be like, "I got to jump out of the way, or I'm going to get stabbed by a goblin glider." Right, right. <laughs> you know, and I forget what happened to Sandman. Did he get turned to glass? What? What? How did Sandman end up? Um, I forgot his death in Spider-Man Three. You yeah, most recently watched it? it. I don't know why am I blanking on that. I think it was a critical it, death. It yeah. became a whole big mishmash with Venom, right? Oh, yeah. The ending of that movie is rough. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to credit that one to the to the writer's strike that happened uh, where they were not able to rewrite that script. I think Spider-Man, Raimi Spider-Man 3 definitely needed a little bit more work on that script. Um, but writer's strike. And that's something that I've heard from people involved in the movie is the writer's strike really hurt their ability to turn. Yeah. I'm trying Spider- to think. Ray, Spider-Man Sandman help with Earth. Venom. And then, I mean, I remember they, they definitely, they took out Venom. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we yeah, don't I'm get, totally, I'm I mean, now. yeah, Venom doesn't show up. We don't get Topher Grace showing up. Yeah. As a villain. Which I mean, listen, it's fine, but you know, it's just I, I, I guess you know the idea is that eventually he would have right because mm-hmm. you know, and he knew Peter was was you know that he was Peter Parker. Sure. Um, did we need Topher Grace's Venom? No, you know, so that gets into the questions. You know, who exists in the MCU? Right? You know, do the Osborns exist in the MCU? Um, okay, the very interesting that you're bringing that up. Because uh, Jim Pellegrinelli is watching this episode for some reason, and I know he hasn't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, so yeah, I don't know he what he's doing. should not be doing that. Don't be watching this. But he does say Spider-Man, uh, Sandman didn't die in three. He just dissipated and floated away. I thought that's what I remembered, Yeah, Jim. yeah. Um, but then that breaks the rule in this movie that these characters died, and that when they're yanked into the MCU for this film, they are being yanked in right i don't think it's a died. rule i think that peter's finding out a lot of them did so therefore yeah. he's looking to change it doesn't mean they all had to have right okay so the question of whether or not the osborns exist in the mcu prior to norman showing up in this movie or uh having you know the chris cooper character of norman osborn showing up in amazing spider-man uh it gets a little messy with the sony stuff because we've seen in the the craven or the morbius trailer there's an oscorp building and right. Morbius exists in the same universe that, that the Venom films take place in, which I'm guessing right. the Craven film is going to take place in. There is definitely an Oscorp in that building, or there's definitely an Oscorp building in that universe. And that is also a universe, if you could you know, look at the Morbius trailer, where Adrian Toomes exists, the vulture right. from the MCU, which, which, from, so, from uh, Homecoming. So here's the thing. That was certainly titillating, you know, but the bottom line is, is, you know, in a post-Loki um, perspective, he can be a variant, you know, there could be an Adrian mm-hmm. Toomes in more than one universe. It doesn't mean sure. he's the MCU's one. And, and that's the thing. We'll get the references, right? You know, so the Michael jail, Keaton. you know, and why yeah. if he is and all of those things. So the Michael Keaton that we see hinted at the Morbius trailer may not be our Michael Keaton. Right. Right. Toomes could be Bruce Wayne. Oh, that's stupid. It will uh, yeah, not be Bruce Wayne. I don't think Wayne. it's going to be Bruce Wayne. Um, okay. So Ian, maybe it's Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> so so does it get messy with with the with, i mean we'll know when we see morbius in like a month but does this stuff get messy and maybe we don't talk about this yet because it's part of the mid-credit scene as well because that's a venom related mid-credit scene yeah, but sure. uh where do we want to go with this conversation because um there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot that we love um 
well, does Osborne exist? Starting yeah, at the beginning, you know, the, the, the setup of the movie, you know, obviously it, it picks up immediately off of where the last movie ended. You know, um, Peter's been uh, basically set up by Mysterio. I thought that they, you know, they just kind of very quickly dispelled it, right? Was it too quick? I mean, way. it's not a short movie. Just that, oh, yeah, no, never mind, you know. So obviously the giant reveal, Matt Murdock's his lawyer. <laughs> that was awesome. And we knew it was coming. If you have been on the internet in the last six months, you were pretty sure that Charlie Cox's Daredevil was going to show up in Far From Home or No Way Home. And, dude, we got two Netflixes in one week because Hawkeye episode five gave us the best Kingpin as well. And it's like, okay, two Netflix Daredevil characters appearing back in the MCU in one week. It just makes my head explode, and I'm super happy. And we'll be talking about you and I, and we'll be giving it another week right. before we talk about Hawkeye after we watch episode six. Now, by Damn. the way, there's some speculation about potential crossover. I was surprised to see the Rogers musical in this because mm-hmm. one of the things they did with Hawkeye, which made sense after episode five, was they've set Hawkeye two years ahead of after Endgame. Okay, well, this is this is going to get messy because we have to think about the blip and how that so affected Haw- Haw- Far Hawkeye's From Home. Hawkeye's going into the, the, it's the end of 2024, it's going into 2025. Okay, Hawkeye's end of 2024, going into 2025, and that is Christmas, and this right. is Christmas. So right. this is roughly around the same time. So this but, is... But no, I think this is this is a couple of years before because it wasn't Far From Home was set right after everyone came back from the blip. It's only, it's months later. Okay, so Rogers the Musical has a very long Broadway run, is what right. I'm going to give it. I would have thought Rogers the Musical, I was surprised to see Rogers the Musical on it. I would have thought it took a couple of years for it to, for them to get it on. Yes, so there's that, a Rogers the Musical me. billboard yeah. up right yes. here. And so that got thrown up right after Endgame. Like they Same were like, line. hey, we got to play tribute to this to Steve Rogers and we got to throw this up. Yeah. So. Okay, so Rogers the Musical I mean, haven't, haven't we seen elsewhere that Far From Home was six months after? I, I can't keep it straight. Like, I need one of those, like, internet so, charts where somebody... So, when the movie like, opens, it. it's right after Far From Home, but some time goes by over the course of the movie, right? This like film, no, but, yeah. but when they're swinging away from Far... When they're swinging away from the announcement that Peter Parker is Spider-Man in the public thing... Yeah, that's when they pass the billboard yeah, for right, Rogers exactly. the Musical. So and so and I th- again, I think it's only it's about six months, right? Is that sure? Isn't that what they've established previously? Let's give it six um, months. So, but yeah, yes, so, then time goes by as Peter is applying to um, uh, to college, and, and they're all applying to college. That is months. Well, by the way, so people have said it's two years, but I guess that, is is two years right? Because if it's Christmas time and it was you know we established already five years later 2023 was endgame right okay so so even that maybe it isn't two full years maybe it's really only you know a year year and a half that hawkeye is a year and a half after endgame the point is that the producers of hawkeye have said that it's two years later and that that becomes relevant because of yelena because here's a quick spoiler for hawkeye should i not say it yelena blipped yelena blipped exactly so it's important that it's it's some time afterwards because there needs to actually have been time that she worked for Valentina. Yes, and Yelena, we'll talk about Hawkeye, but Yelena is also not the only one who blipped. And again, I'm giving months and months to them uh, to this montage in No Way Home where they're applying for college and trying to get college right. just to respond and so like that. I'm giving them a nice fall. Like I'm saying that this that the listen they went on a right. summer trip to Europe. I think right. the ending of that movie is a late July, but then, early then, August. Then, then they're starting school, so they're in. This and now we year. have a Christmas movie. Now, right, right. So I am saying that the court that No Way Home takes place over five six months. Okay, or something like and that. And that'll yeah. give you a pretty good window for right. Yelena to work with Valentina. But, and for but I, th- I think film, it still sets it a year before Hawkeye. Okay, listen, Rogers had a really good run. Okay, yeah, has a really good run. But that what I'm saying now is. Yelena was not the only important character that blipped. We saw Doctor Strange blip. Right. And it actually changed and, and, a lot. Way, and I love that, you know, we've been seeing Wong show up. 
Long has um, shown up in Shang-Chi. I don't think he was in Eternals, though. I think that... Well, how dare you, Ian? Don't you joke with me. Oh, go back and listen to our Eternals review if you want to hear our thoughts on it and how Jonathan, his major faux pas on that one. But yeah, uh, Wong's been showing up and kind of doing the cameos in other Marvel movies. But, but, but suddenly it makes more sense that it, it was Wong and not Doctor Strange uh, at the end of Shang-Chi, right? Yeah, he is the Sorcerer Supreme. Because a technicality, when your Sorcerer Supreme blips away for five years, you kind of have to find another one. That's right. And that's Wong. And I love that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme and that uh, Steven's just kind of butthurt about the whole thing. <laughs> so we have the Sanctum Centorum and it's like run by Wong. Steven's got his downstairs area with his goatee just for men die, which was hilarious because they end up using it on the costume. On the Spider-Man costume, they, they yeah. use like the, the beard dye that Steven uses for his goatee on the Spider-Man costume. Because I'm watching the trailers and you're seeing that badass black Spider-Man suit. And then you realize, oh, they just dyed the Spider-Man suit after they turned it inside out. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, it got covered way, in green paint because everybody hates Spider-Man at the beginning of this movie because he killed because uh, he killed Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> everybody hates Spider-Man right. at the beginning of this movie. Right. And they're like, you killed Mysterio. Spider-Man's a villain. And I, I kind of like that Peter spends five months or so of this movie with Spider-Man being a villain. And he's well, like, okay, it, that's it, enough. It, it, it's and, affecting and, and, my friends now. And, and, and I got to fix this. And it's the J. Jonah Jameson hate campaign that is classic totally. Spider-Man, right? Yeah. So I'm um, loving this. Um, things start getting a little silly. This is where Jonathan starts to believe that Spider-Man and Doc Strange are going to go on a road trip across the multiverse. And I'm so happy they don't. I'm happy that the multiverse starts throwing cameos at them. And it really starts creating the problem in this movie is like, hey, you got to put a cap on these villains showing up because it won't end. And it puts a little bit of a ticking clock on it. And obviously the ticking clock that Spidey's got to solve is I'm not sending them back until we've cured them. And I just I I like that storyline because He's collecting villains. Meanwhile, you have Ned and MJ's storyline where they're collecting Peters. Right. Well, that ultimately happens, right? And that was awesome. Uh, Along the way, you get some really awesome fan service, like you get Norman Osborn saying, I'm I'm a bit of a scientist myself. (laughs) I'm something of a scientist myself. Loved it. Howled. Later on, when you have the three Peters collected and Ned says, Peter, and they all point to each other. Yeah, it's so fun. Right, that was amazing um, and spectacular. Uh, so the fan service. By the way, speaking of this, the, the conversation about with, with uh, Toby having to give the pep talk to uh, Andrew Garfield and the whole thing, you were amazing. You know, yeah, it was so funny. I think it's worth the, the ticket price just to watch the conversation where they explain that toby's spider-man can shoot the webs naturally oh and my god the other and, two have to create web devices right. and, and of course because you know, we remember you know all the controversy over that mm-hmm. and you know and and obviously there was the implied you know not currently emission thing of it right hilarious and, you know, when they're asking does it come out of anywhere else you know oh my god hilarious uh the writing in this movie is incredible and not just the comedic stuff not just the stuff that's like the fan service and the Easter eggs, but the treatment of Aunt May. And this is a major spoiler. And I see both Jim Pelgrinelli and Big Yanks in the comments. And I know neither of them have seen this movie. So y'all are messing up because Aunt May dies. Yeah. So and the goblin kills her. And it's hard core and awesome and i know we love the new but, electro suit and the treatment of but, electro but seeing the goblin but wait wait but, but, but more more to the point awesome more to the point the movie spends spend some time on peter and responsibility and you yeah. realize because we were never sure there's no uncle ben yes in the mcu and he's, he's been dead had, yeah but he wasn't peter, a loss he wasn't the, so, the spider-man creating loss so peter's is inherently a he was inherently a good kid without it you know, mm-hmm. but he's still right. He didn't have the loss. He doesn't have the tragedy and he didn't have the responsibility conversation. And it was, Aunt he's May. still running around as a hero. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, but he hasn't morally gone through that. And right. the other two Peters have, and they mention it because they mention it right after they meet 
um, Tom's Peter because he's just gone through the death of Aunt May. And that, the sequence, the design of the Aunt May death, I think was incredible because you have all the villains in the apartment. And as the apartment gets destroyed and Norman ruins everything, because you have these villains about to get cured and Norman's like, you know what? The goblin will not recede. The goblin is a part of me and he's the, the you know, Mr. Hyde to my Dr. Jekyll. Mm-hmm. And Peter's, you know, spider sense goes off and he's like, wait, something's wrong. But I, but it's not something flying at my head. Spider sense is great when something's flying at your head because you can duck. But when the goblin starts to rise in Norman, we don't detect it. Peter detects something and then everything seems to slow. And it's like, Oh, Norm is going to destroy the cures for these villains. And he's going to blow this apartment up and everybody's going to run for their lives. Doc Ock gets tossed. He's been cured, but he gets tossed and maybe they negated his cure. Um, the lizard's like, okay, it's party time. Let's just go. I'm going to Electro negates it because he's electric. Electro does. Like, as I like well. you, I like you better before. So he fries the check. Yeah, and Electro's like, I like the energy here. I'm not going back to my world. Yeah, um, he completely changed himself. He changed his body. You know, he's got a better power set. Yeah, um, and I do like the shading of the characters. I like how Sandman's like, Hey, let's just go home. Let's 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 get this cure and let's go home. Um, but the Norman stuff, where he can't contain the Goblin, and the Goblin starts going after Peter and going after Aunt May, and then when he throws when he shows up in that destroyed pavilion at the base of the apartment and he's on the glider and he's got the bombs and you see Aunt May and you're just like, this is how they're going to do it. This is what Peter is going to lose in this movie. And it is huge. Um, Loved it. He throws the bomb and it bounces off the tips of Peter's fingers. Peter can't grab it, deflect it, throw it back and it hits. And you, and you know, for a while there, you're like, Maybe Aunt May's fine. She's just laying there. But you, yeah. kn- you and I both knew Ian. We yeah, were like, no, she, something. I, I, I she ain't. She ain't all right. You were crying during that sequence. Oh, that yeah. scene. Yeah. It was such a beautiful turn of the power and responsibility speech, and and I felt like she was going to give it because at that point Peter's like, you know what? All bets are off. I'm going to kill the bastard. Green Goblin got away. Mm-hmm. Aunt May's di- dying. I'm going to kill him. Well, what, what was really she smart gave that was, speech. first of all, so, you know, they had her work at Feast, which is out of the comics. And I love you know? that. And, I love and, that yeah, she's like, and, come meet me down at the at the Feast. So and, and it was smart because it shows, we hadn't seen that yet, but it shows she's about giving back to community, you know? And so once you see that, you see that her giving that speech is consistent. And frankly, what it shows you is that that's why he was already this decent, good kid who's mm-hmm. already giving back before he even had the responsibility thing. It didn't take the classic Spider-Man origin that, you know what, he's fed up with being stepped all over, you know, because in, in the MCU with May, you know, in a modern world, it's like, you know what, he was raised right and he's a decent kid, you know, until he could have gotten very dark from losing her, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it, took, it took the others, right? Yeah, the other two Peters get, say, hey, I, I lost my Uncle Ben, and you can't go down this road. And they both say, why? And, and I, th- I think that scene on the rooftop of the school is like a pretty inc- like amazing. That's a beautiful scene right there. Yeah. I, the writing from this point on, it's both the, the, both the comedy stuff and the character stuff. This is where you just really fall in love with this movie. Because I love the treatment of Doc Ock. I love the treatment of the villains. But when you start getting the three Peters together. Three of them together. It's just, and it's a celebration of the last 20 years, like you said. Yeah. And course correction resolutions for a lot of those stories. Not to yeah. say they're culminations of those movies. I think, if anything, this made Jonathan, who doesn't like the Amazing Spider-Man movies, want to see another Amazing Spider-Man in a well, Garfield I, movie. I, 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 I've like, always wanted to see another Toby movie. I like the idea that we don't see it, but... He was the idea is he was really dark after that, you know, and it probably that wouldn't be like no, uh, that Andrew, uh, the Andrew was yes, yeah. Toby was just a good dancer. That, that yes. he was like a, very much an avenging Spider-Man who was dark mm. and scaring people, and it was bad. And this is you know he's, he's straightened his head out now, you know. Well, he also gets a chance to do something that he didn't do in Amazing Spider-Man too. He saves MJ in the same way right. that he failed Gwen. And I think that's an incredible piece of writing. Um, yeah, when you see MJ Tom. fall and Tom can't get to her and Andrew does, I love it. 
I love yeah. it. So you know much. what was happening. You knew. You knew it was, it was happening. It was you so knew good. Andrew was going to be the one who saved her. You knew it was going to be so redemptive for him. And it was a beautiful moment when he puts him on the ground. And, she, and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, "He, I am okay. And that dark, like, vengeful Spider-Man can now go away. Yeah. You know, not only, I mean, but he was also going, you know, he said, I'm not a good Spider-Man. That might have been the fan opinion for a while. But... I never thought he was a bad Spider-Man. I thought it was bad material or just not Spider-Man material. But um, this movie redeems those amazing Spider-Man movies in such a beautiful way. And if you don't have those movies at the the way you had those movies, you don't get this. Yeah. And this was right. incredible. That's Andrew right. Garfield was a highlight of this movie for me. Oh, he was and fantastic. It was always good to see Toby. I was always going to enjoy seeing Toby. Yeah. I love to- those. Toby Randy was movies. great. Even the call out that yeah, you know, he had his problems with MJ, but they made it work out. Is great. And you know, what about the um, joke of? I'm a member of the Avengers and they have no idea what the Avengers are. They're like, is that a, are you in a band? Is that a, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Because in their world, it's just him. Just Spidey. You know, there's nothing else. Just Spidey and his rogues doing their thing. Great. So that last sequence, they got to go try and cure these villains. And the problem is they've waited too long. Doctor Strange shows up and the cracks in the multiverse are showing. And now all the villains that know who Peter is from all yeah. the multiverses, not second, just the ones that we've witnessed in the films. But, 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 but you mentioned Doctor Strange getting there. Should we, let's just talk about the fact that you have a throwaway line about, oh, Ned maybe has some magic you know, in his family and then he can fully use the sling ring. It takes a while to get the sling ring, but then he but got he's using ring. it. Doctor Strange uses using, it. You're opening portals. And, like, how long did it take yeah. Doctor Strange to do it? And remember? not only that, not only that, but the Dr. cape. Strange did, the cape it took saves him a while. Him. The cape saves Ned, and when he touches ground, he's got his sorcerer cape on. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Ned, we'll see you soon. We'll see you as a sorcerer soon, buddy. Uh, I'm skipping it, but going back to when Peter first shows up to the Sanctum Centaurum and it's covered in snow because they opened up a sling ring, you know, uh, in a blizzard. Uh, they have at least one of the characters from the Doctor Strange comics sitting there shoveling snow. Don't you think that the, the one of the two students that was sitting there uh, shoveling snow was reminiscent of the one that's currently in the comics as Strange's assistant? Um, well, she's, that's not even anymore. She ended up over in right. uh, Strange Academy. Strange so, Academy, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so. But look, at the, um, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the character I wanted to see uh, show up. And you want the dog. Sit, Sam Raimi, you still have a chance. Let's get us that that ghost dog. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I want that yeah. basset hound, that glowy green basset yeah. hound. Yeah. Um, okay, so that end sequence, you start to see the filament of the, the all the filament of the multiverse starting to crack, and you start to see silhouettes of other Spider-Man villains showing up. The ones that I noticed that were awesome were you see Rhino, you see Craven with a spear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught you Craven. St- I caught Craven. I caught Rhino. Um, and I, I love that Andrew Garfield called out the rhino of it because I mean that was I mean that rhino was terrible. We saw that but, scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one more that I had seen uh, a scorpion. You see a right. scorpion in there. Did you notice anybody else silhouetted I, I in that? I'd, I'd like to take time with that. I'm looking forward to. I'll watch it. You know, I may end up with a screener or something, and maybe yeah. I'll you know freeze frame, freeze it. frame it. Yeah, because yeah. they, they were about to get bathed. Yeah, in there, there's a bunch in there. And I would definitely like to see a list of who's in there. Um, I'd like to see the movie again in a few weeks. I'll wait for uh, for tickets to, you know, I'll, I'll wait for seats to become a little more empty. But uh, I'd love to see this movie again. It, I loved it so much. Um, okay, so you have that end portion on the fallen Liberty Shield from the Statue of Liberty. And you really think, I mean, Tom's trying to kill uh, Norman Osborn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to kill him. He's too. gonna kill him, and he's gonna impale him with the Goblin Glider. And you're like, "How do you stop him?" Well, two Spider Men stop him, and Toby stops him. Yeah, and I love that Toby stops him, and he saves the, like the and villain. Gets stabbed, and then it's like, I-, I was so worried they were. Gonna I thought kill they were Toby. gonna kill Toby McGuire. I was, like, I was like, "No, no! don't do it! Don't do <laughs> it!" You know, I was so glad. Please don't kill Toby. I've been stabbed before. <laughs> and he's like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "I have been stabbed before." <laughs> the throwaway. Yeah, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> like Jesus. Uh, I like how weathered and haunted Toby's Spider-Man was in comparison to the other two. You know, um, uh, Andrews was I, goofy 
and silly. Yeah, I, like, I, I thought kind Toby's of broken. Was, he, he, but he Toby's was that, worn out. That, that veteran, well, that veteran sense, you know, it took He'd everything in stride. You know, yeah. And, and not, he and not, MJ. Not just pulling the, the costume out right away. Does what he has to do. You know, he was just on it, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, you, <laughs> what'd he say? He's like, you, you have a costume? You're going to go into battle in a, as a camp counselor or something? And he's like, I always have it on. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm always wearing the Spider-Man suit. He doesn't yeah, have the nanotech. Um, they do save Norman Osborn. They throw it. They cure him. Norma's going to go back. Hopefully he's still mentally sound. Um, Ian, do we see these universes again? The, the, the Toby Spidey, the Andrew Spidey. I mean, listen, they're not, they're not going to do more movies of them. I don't think that's where things go. You know, sure. um, there are ways they could do things, you know, obviously, um, you know, there's other ways of exploring whether it be comics, maybe we see them in what if, you know, mm-hmm. which could be interesting. Um, and that's the thing. And, you know, jumping ahead to, um, the second tag, which is the, the Dr. Trent multiverse of madness tag. More trailer What's that? It's more of a trailer than a tag, but yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, well, it seemed to me like we got very much, you know, they paid some service to the what if episodes with the dark Dr. Strange, right? You see one shot of what appears to be an evil version of Dr. Strange. And if that is the evil Dr. Strange from what if I'll wait till I see tentacles. But if that's the same character, like, holy crap, like Steven's got a, what I like about it. This is what I like. about I mean, it. You, had, you had Shumagoroth in it, you know? Yes. And we're not going to talk about that end bit quite yet let's still wrap up spidey because something huge happens at the end of spidey that we haven't even talked about but going forward it changes the status quo entirely for spidey because nobody remembers right so and and that was an interesting choice i thought you know obviously the no one should know he's peter but the idea that no one remembers peter parker at all i mean it for they very listen there's no question we knew going into this movie they were doing you know Brand New Day, right? The comic book storyline. This is the best where, version of Brand New Day. <laughs> right. Where, where where Peter wished that no one remembered in his identity. And, and it, was, it was no one. Nobody remembered. Absolutely nobody. And at the point, you know, I mean, everybody knew. And, that inc- and it included... Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you. Thank you. That included doing away with his marriage. Because at the time, he was married to MJ. Yes. And, and, and in essence, that's what they've done here by eliminating them, even knowing him, they eliminate the relationship, you know? And so it was an interesting choice for me, um, because that was the thing to me that truly distinguished the Tom Holland Spider-Man from the others was, you know, those relationships, you know, you go back to the first Toby movie and I remember tearing up the end that every time at, 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 you know, at the grave site when it, you know, you're pretty sure that she knows that MJ knows and she goes to kiss him and he says, I can't, you know, and it's this idea. He, he has to be alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Tom Holland, Peter here makes that same decision. He looks at MJ was hurt and it's that classic. If she's in my life, she's going to get hurt. I'm walking away. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. He kept the cup. Yeah, but you know, and he at, kept the emperor. Yeah, but at, at the end, you know, what's really interesting to me is you basically put him in an apartment just like Toby's had in the second one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that classic. You're down to the GED, the classic comic book idea that Peter's brilliant and he can't, you know, Spiderman gets in the way of everything. He doesn't even get to graduate high school. You know, yeah. in the comics, he graduated high school, but then it's like college takes forever doing graduate programs, but something it's always getting in the way. And, you know, he's this brilliant kid and he can catch a break because he's always too busy being Spider-Man, yeah. you know? Um, they don't do away with Spider-Man's accomplishments because, you know, how can you? Uh, obviously, he's been involved with the Avengers. So, you know, everyone remembers Spider-Man, you know, that's made very clear by, you know, Happy and even down to the, oh, I, I you know, you know, I mean, apparently even the idea that May knew Spider-Man. Yeah, but no one I knows knew him Peter through Spider-Man. Is. Yeah, that that one I I struggle with that. If it's my if it's my biggest probably my biggest point in the movie is I you know listen just with the comics and Brave New Day you know 
it it's a strain, you know. I mean, how does what's MJ's um, memory of life before and Ned's life before? You know, there's no Peter Parker at all. Where are the records know? of his grades? Where's right. his birth certificate? Yeah, I mean, who is he? What is he exactly? All of those things. Are just is it like the kingpin when, like, the purple man wiped Matt Murdock's identity, and a kingpin when if he sees proof? Well, of and, and, Daredevil's. They did that in the Daredevil comic where right. there's a panel where kingpin looks at the file where he had Daredevil's identity, and he and it's just blank. can't see it. And, and by the he way, and, 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 and that's exactly what I was thinking. I think that's what it is because obviously the things happen and it exists. You just can't see it now. And Strange doesn't remember. Now, Peter. Now here's the thing: nobody in remembers day in the comics. What they did is. If, if Peter decided to tell anyone, it all came flooding back. Right. And I, did Wolverine self-heal that ability? I know he did when House of M. Wolverine's no, the they, who they, they never that. dealt with that. They never said that with Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, with Johnny Storm, he immediately knew again. Yeah. Um, the Fantastic Four all ended up getting it back again. I mean, you know, ultimately, it was pretty much anyone who needed to. Um, for a while, they acted like... Felicia didn't know Peters, you know, and then, you know, she did, did again. Um, MJ, of course. Um, and, you know, and MJ is a tricky one because the idea is that he didn't tell her. She figured it out when they were so young. It's so, you know, um, it affects so many things in her life, you know. And they say and, it again in this movie. Like, Peter is about to have this. Again, says, is yeah. Peter's about to say, like, hey, you're not going to remember me. I'm a, this cast, this spell's about to be cast. Y'all aren't going to remember me, but this is how I can protect you. And this is how we can fix everything. And y'all can get into college. Um, and they, you know, they cast the spell. And MJ, like you said, says it. She says, don't worry. I figured it out the first time. I'll figure it out again. Right. And they cast the spell. And neither she nor Ned remembers Peter. Yeah. And I love that scene. I love that Peter held on to the Emperor Lego figure from the first movie. That, that you know, I love that the Death Star Lego, <laughs> the Lego Death Star is in this movie a few times. Um it, it's a nice ending and it gives Peter a lot of places to go in the future in the MCU. I don't now, think they're going to replicate the drama. Well, let's of, talk about oh, costume. you're Spider-Man. I, I thought it was really great that, you know, so he goes to the, the classic costume and it's an homage to the other two. Mm-hmm. Right. That last scene of him flipping around over the ice skating rink. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying well, he, he, he sewed his, his own costume and it's, mm-hmm. there's no nanites in it. It's, you know, just like it, you know, the idea of the, the homemade costume which is what it always was, you know, before you bring the MCU Tony Stark into it. Um, and But the color scheme is he's doing one, you know, and it's a nod to his brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got a Facebook user saying, I loved this film. I'm going to see it again. Uh, I just want to say a note. If you're commenting on our Facebook group, Geekscape Forever, and you're not a member of the Geekscape Forever Facebook group, it'll show up here as Facebook user instead of your own name. So join our Facebook group, Geekscape Forever, and be part of the conversations. We've been pretty active recently. Um, but yeah, if you're on Facebook and you're either not friends with anything me and you're commenting or not a part of Geekscape or Geekscape Forever and you're commenting, I've learned that it shows up as Facebook user, which is kind of lame. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Join our groups. Um, all right. Um, going forward, what do you think happens to Peter in the MCU? Do we even hey, know? Listen, and also, hey, we have to hey, talk hey. about the hint of Miles Morales when when Electro and Andrew Garfield yeah. have that well, conversation. That he's that like, great. "Honestly, you were helping people. I yeah, thought you'd from be black. Queens. You're from Queens. I thought you'd be black." And Andrew's like, eh, "It should be a black Spider-Man, shouldn't there?" And Electro, yeah, you think there'd be yeah. one out there? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Uh, that was great. we're getting, and then that's the other thing. You know, I mean, listen, they they set that up back in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, we we get the Prowler. We get Miles' yeah. uncle. Yeah, you know? I can't wait um, to see that. Yeah, th- that was great. You know, look, he's Spider-Man. He's living in Manhattan. He has an apartment. You know, it's, it's you know, he's out of high school. He's getting the GED. They've gotten past what they set out to do initially with this, you know, the, the, the Tom Holland movies was the Spider-Man in high school thing. You know, you and I have talked about this Um I remember being really worried they were going to give a few movies to him being in high school. You know, in the comics, I mean, he graduates high 14 school. Issues. Um, 14 issues, 21 issues, 19 I, issues. I think it was 18 or 19. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, also at that time, Marvel comics happened in real time, you know? So, you know, he started out at 15 and, you know, it's, you know, in under two years, he's 17. You go well, on 18. So, well, well, Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal spent the past weekend in this 
huge box office talking about how they're going to keep going with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And I mean, it's the plan they, they, without a deal actually. Let's, I know, but let's let's. But there wasn't a deal uh, in place really after Far From Home, right? So here we have this next, this talk of another Spider-Man trilogy. Maybe these are the college years, but is this where we start to get the Tombs and Scorpion Sinister Six? Where we start to see I mean, a, Sinister, you know, like a, they, a version they, of Electro and Sandman, did, maybe here in the MCU. They, they definitely set that up right in Homecoming, and we haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably the biggest disappointment of what Far From Home was, and this just picking that up, right? I yes, mean, and it, and it, that that's happening in the background. And now, we can get into like the post credits now because it seems like just real quickly, Doctor Strange is going to avoid that because I was really looking forward to seeing uh, the continuation of the No More Sorcerers conversation that they had in the tag at the end of Doctor Strange, and I was like, oh no, wait, they're going with WandaVision and like the whole multiverse thing. And where's no, Mordo going to fit into this? No, Mordo's yeah, in there, all. and Mordo's yeah. all about it. <laughs> and Mordo yeah. found his own Doctor Strange evil Dr. Strange. And uh, I was super into that during the, the trailer uh, for Dr. Strange too, but really we should talk about this venom scene. That's midway through the yeah, credits. So, you know, the, I was a little disappointed in that, you know, I, I mean, too. having gotten what we did in venom, I get why, you know, it, it's arguably would have been messy, right? I mean, it was just a little, it would have been Sony. messy, but we wanted to see it. Yeah. We wanted to see it. We wanted and, to you know, see it, and it was like, ah, psych, we're thing. sending Venom back. So, so, so they, so they leave a little gloop of it, so you can get these essentially same symbiote. Is Danny you know, Rojas going to be Venom? Look, you know, here's the thing: is they can do Eddie Brock, they can do anything they want. There can be an, a, a Tom Hardy Eddie Brock variant in the MCU. Mm-hmm. You know, or I mean, because by the way, wouldn't Topher that make Grace sense? variant. But I'm just saying that wouldn't it make sense that that symbiote would look for his Eddie, you know? I mean, yes, it's a part they of the can Eddie. Do it if they want to do it. So that's what they've done. That's what they've set up. So they dumped know? a venom piece of the venom symbiote into the right. MCU. That's at the what same we get time, they sent him scene. back to his universe for you know. So I think Venom Three is certainly that. You know, Venom Three and is going to be like. Do you think Morbius and Craven and all this stuff shows up in Venom Three? Maybe. You know, here's the thing. Um, I mean, I, I do not think, I could be wrong, of course, I do not think that the next Tom Holland Spider-Man movie is Venom. Even though they set that up right. there, I don't think that's what they do and Maybe it's that. that Sinister Six deal. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could be that. Um, I'd like to see that. I want them to pick up that thread, you know? Um, I mean, they set that up in the first one. Um, you know, but that's the question. You know, we're going to get Peter again. Tom Holland's, you know, Peter again in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that introduce Mar- Miles? I think it's time. I think it's a, a chance to introduce a Miles into the MCU. There's I don't an opening. Think, again, I don't think they do that in, in the next Marvel movie. Anything I sure. think you do that in, in the next Spider-Man, you know, Tom Holland movie. Right. Um, you know, what's really interesting is, you know, the question is, is the Avengers, right? I think, you know, we, we've discussed this a number of times. You know, I think we're going to get Thunderbolts. I think it's going to look more like Dark Avengers, you know, where they have similar concepts. And obviously, I think, you know, we're going to get Champions, which is going to look like Young Avengers, you know? Mm-hmm. I think both of those things are coming. I don't think we're getting them next year. I think they're taking their time building those things, and they're both a couple of years away, you know? And Champions think, can be a Miles thing. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Exactly. You know, um, because, I mean... Miles is, is actually in Champions, right? You were getting Miss Marvel. You know, but I'm saying that that's Miss Marvel. That's that's, that's the, the Kid Nova. We haven't gotten that yet. You know, we're getting Holy Kate, you know, Bishop. Kate Bishop. You know, mm-hmm. Hawkeye. You know, um, yeah. You know, we're getting all these. You know, I, I think we're probably gonna you know going to get there to get Patriot as well. You know, um, who is um, the grandson of um, Isaiah Elijah Bradley, Bradley and Captain America? Right, yeah. Bradley. So, we're also getting. Um, Stature. We're also, we're, yeah, we're also having an introduction in in Doctor Strange too. We're getting America uh, Chavez. America Chavez, yeah, exactly. right. So, so we're going to get the Young Avengers. Coming. Yeah, but okay. I think they go with champions because you know you what you wouldn't. We wouldn't Meanwhile, we're getting Yelena, and we're getting yeah. all the yeah. different John Walker. We're getting the Dark Avengers exactly over there. Um, so that Doctor Strange, yeah, I think that will call that Thunderbolts. You know, yeah, that, I think that, the way they'll do that is they'll have Thunderbolt Ross involved. Okay. And now we've got this, di- this Dr. Strange 2 teaser. What did that tell you? Um, 
there's a lot of stuff going down, but it looked like they're going to be going to give Wanda a little bit of a hero aspect instead of, Oh, she, maybe, she broke. And maybe. She I mean, all the rumors were they'd have her be the bad guy, but you know, I mean, Mordo's definitely positioning himself as a bad guy in that trailer. It certainly is, you know, but we, what, what's Wanda going to want? You know, here's the thing, by the way, speaking of young Avengers slash champions, mm-hmm. Wanda wants her kids. Right. And I've heard yeah, that both kids are cast can, in. Right. Uh, but that doesn't Madness, mean yeah. they don't grow up in it. Right. Just because you, I know oh, no, they, those kids grew up in like two seconds. So the point is that, so the yeah. fact that they have the kids from WandaVision are going to show up in the movie doesn't mean they don't become fully adult or more right. adult, you know, although already, I mean, even at that age, um, you know, I mean, yeah, you, you, it's, it's a teenage thing. I mean, we're already pretty yeah. much getting there. Right. And they could so, be champions. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's what she wants. And I think there's no way that she's not going to get it. The question is whether or not anyone's going to have an issue with that. Right. And if the multiverse is in peril, I think Steven would have a problem right. with that. And right. then you have a bit of an adversary and you got Mordo there soaking the flames. Right. But, but, but that dark Dr. Strange, you know, the idea that he exists. It was um, cool. Yeah. I, but then again, Marvel does this. Marvel will be like, hey, uh, it's Quicksilver, but maybe this Doctor Strange is a, is a illusion. The evil Doctor Strange could be an illusion. Okay. It could be a manipulation by Mordo. It, d- couldn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be the one that we no. saw currently. And what if uh, that one's trapped? That destroyed in a, his whole universe. But that one's also trapped in a prism trying to contain right. Super Ultron and exactly. Killmonger, correct? Yes. So his presence here would be like, oh, by the way, I wasn't watching the shop and uh, Killmonger and Super Ultron got Thanks. Well, we know we all, we always know that that's a road that Steven can go down. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the tricky thing, right? So Ian, check your notes. What else is there to talk about this Spider-Man um, No Way Home, which is definitely one of my top three MCU movies of all time. So you know, I mean. I want. I think. I think we covered. But you know, the idea of tombs in um, Morbius. It's probably a variant. You know, I think that's w- the way they would. You know, go about things. Keep it clean. Know, yeah. Um, I hope not. I hope not. I mean, I, I like the idea of these things keeping a little more consistent. But Sony will Sony. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Kevin Feige is involved in movies like the Morbius. He's just no. kind of like, oh, okay. Well, y'all threw yeah. us a curveball. Right. Venom, too, threw them a curveball. And, you know, that curveball got cleaned up a little too tidy for me. Um, but, yeah, the tombs. Hey, Doc, or whatever he says to Morbius in the trailer, like, you know, I'd like to think that there's only one tombs because I liked. The character liked was great. It. it was great. It was, great it was the best iteration of Adrian Tombs. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, we'll see what they do with that. Okay. When's that movie come out, Adrian? Uh, when's that movie come out? January. Um, I think it's a couple weeks into January. It's like the 18th, right? I think so. Something like so that. So we're going to see it real quickly after the break. Yeah, we'll, we'll see it. We'll cry. Oh, Ian, you and I are going to go to that Thursday night screening of it. We'll be sitting next to each other talking some trash. Yeah, we <laughs> maybe we'll love it. Maybe maybe we'll love it. Look, you know, we're going with low expectations, right? We Sadly, we are. We are. Um, now what else is there to talk about? Cause we are getting a second season of what if. Yep. We're not getting it this year. We're maybe getting yeah. it later. This we'll year, have, we'll have the finale of Hawkeye. Finale of Hawkeye. That's when you'll see Ian and I next finale of Hawkeye. We've got Morbius in May, early May with that, that first Marvel weekend. We've got Dr. Strange two. Uh, are we missing out? We got she Hulk coming. Oh, can't wait for that. We have miss Marvel coming. And yeah. we got the one that it was inspired by you. Is it true that this one's inspired by you and your Krav Maga training? Moon Knight? I don't think so. No. Moon Knight wasn't, Moon Knight wasn't no. inspired by you? No. Were you inspired by Moon Knight? No. I you weren't I'm at not, any I'm point not, that you're doing Krav Maga. I'm not, you're not, not pretending not, to be Moon Knight. Well, I, you know, I, I don't think I'm a reincarnated avatar <laughs> of an Egyptian god. So Okay. Like... Ian, you might have to like when we do the Moon Knight special. You're definitely going to have to do a little more heavy lifting on this one because okay. Moon Knight is a blind spot for me in a lot of ways with the Marvel universe because it kind it's kind of like Eter- like like when you did with our Eternals. Like I don't think that there's any specific run of Eternals or Moon Knight that Eternals I'm like, oh, has that's a, the a, story. No, if Eternals has a few, and by the way, the current Eternals book is definitely worth 
reading, you know? Um, uh, you know what, Ian? I got four I issues into that, and I loved the Issa Rivik artwork. I loved it. Could not continue reading it because the story was so... It just I'm, felt I'm, I'm enjoying the Thanos stuff a lot. Okay. Uh, Jim Pogranelli, who refuses... He Listen, he, Jim's doing this wrong. He's watching the he, the Geekscape special with all the spoilers before he actually saw Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, but he did jump in and say Ian is one of Moon Knight's hidden personalities. Oh, well, that explains it. Uh, hidden really, really well. Yeah. And Dark Sage 9117, because he's the Dark Sage, is like, I'm going to give an unpopular opinion about this movie. Uh, yeah, hit us with it whenever you want. Uh, Ian, what were you going to say about Moon Knight? Because... You're gonna have to fill it in on me because fill it in for me because no, well, that's, listen, that's we'll, what we'll, I don't feel like it has an iconic. We'll talk story about it. We'll get well. into it. Yeah. I, no, uh, Moon Knight. There, there's never really been a. This is the comic story of Moon Knight. You have to read, right? But um, you know, but I, I'm looking forward to that show. Oscar Isaac, I think will be great. So we'll see what they do with it. I'm looking um, forward no, to all of it. I'm yeah, always looking forward to all of stuff it. coming. I'm looking forward to sitting yeah, down next to you, uh, next to you this for movie, the Morbius. After Eternals, this movie redeemed a lot. It was really great. And Eternals is a movie that we were we were conflicted about. It's still a movie that I like. You'd have to go back in the feed to see what we thought about it. But I'm Eternals glad Eternals just should have been so much better than it was. It just was kind of messy. A little yeah, messy. Yeah, a lot of missed opportunities. And this movie, The No Way Home, could have been very messy with all this multiverse switch of Maru going on. And it was yeah. beautiful. What you know, my fear about this movie was that it would be too dense for people that didn't inside out know every other Spider-Man movie. And from what I hear from people, it wasn't. It was, mm-hmm. you know, just because it's emotionally sound. And, you know, and listen, there's enough exposition. Okay. You understand who everyone is. Well, Ian, Dark Sage 9117 is back. And he has his opinion for you. And he's going to drop it. Okay, so I'm going to share it with everybody. Are you ready, Ian, for this? Oh, sure. I hated this film. As an avid reader of Marvel and DC Comics, only change characters if you absolutely need to or there is a viable reason to. This was not Spider-Man. I understand the need to appeal to a wider audience. You stop. Hold on. Dark Sage is still writing. I, I understand the need to appeal to a wider audience, but as a comic book fan, what they did here was wrong and it ruined Spider-Man. He continues with... I'm just assuming it's a he... And yes, I understand they are taking liberties at points. I am fine with what it is if with that if it is needed. Thanos, I was fine with in his story arc for Infinity War. There's a comma, so I think he's still rocking and raging. Um, let's see what he continues with. But uh, Ian, why don't you address that first part about whether or not I, this I, was I, Spider-Man? I think it was true to Spider-Man. I mean, as we said earlier, you know, look, the MCU. It's a major difference to have there be no Uncle Ben. To have had Peter not have had the, those defining moments early in his career, you know, something we always wondered about. You know, they make a reference that you know Aunt May, you know, had a lot of loss, and that's about as far as they go. Um, so now we get that. You know, we get the line. Um, I think it's very much Spider-Man. I think him walking away, you know, from MJ at the end, it's very much Spider-Man. You know, and you know, it's he's just going to set out there to you know be responsible and do good. Because he has great power. He know? is that, more that, Spider-Man. That's very true to Spider-Man. He is more Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah, by the end the of first this movie. Two. I would say that these right. three movies are his origin story. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Because you, in two, a, he's like, I'm ready to just give this crap up so I can be yeah, with MJ. Go ahead and take classic. it, guy from other universe who I haven't even researched. And yeah, it, exactly. Like, you get like, a classic interpretation consistent with comic book version of spider-man when you get to the end of this movie he's and in two he's almost completely irresponsible in the second yeah. movie he's almost completely irresponsible yeah, the first movie is nascent who doesn't have the sense of responsibility it's exactly right okay oh hey dark sage we should just have him on the show he says i will explain my defense i mean he could have just typed his defense. defense yeah but he could have typed it but he said no here i will explain it okay i hope that you're typing furiously Dark Sage 9117, or maybe, you know what, if you're on Facebook, just join our group and talk to Ian there, or maybe find him on Twitter. Twitter's really good at the negative stuff. Like, why don't you just like tell Ian he's wrong on Twitter? That's what Twitter's for. Um, Ian is hydrating right now, if you're listening to this, uh, in preparation for a rebuttal to Dark Sage 9117. But so far, I don't think either of us have agreed with, 90, with Dark Sage 9117. But we respect your opinion, Dark Sage 9117, and um, thanks for watching nothing. Geekscape. 
<laughs> Ian doesn't respect. I respect. I respect that you're watching, and I do appreciate that you're throwing in your opinion. I like your. I like that you're talking sure, to us, sure, bro. But, but but say something substantive. Just, I feel like that was just a general statement and with nothing behind it. Yeah. No, he was very Spider-Man in this movie, more so than I think in the first two. You know, he's grown into Spider-Man in this film. When he puts that box down in his empty apartment and he's ready to reset his life. And by the way, and what's Spider-Man. more Spider-Man than his whole, no, they can't just go back and, you know, and, and die. And we can't just accept that. What's more yeah. Spider-Man than that? If it was Batman, he would have found a way to like cripple them. It's like, oh, I, technically they're not dead, but I crippled them and they're never going to walk again. And I'm going to throw them in a revolving door of a, a, an asylum. But uh, yeah, Batman just makes villains. <laughs> he's like here you go uh all right dark sage we're gonna try and wrap up the show and uh i'd hate to not allow you to have your defense but what well well there it is here it comes he was close to tony stark in this movie and oftentimes had the advantage of working alongside others did he do that in the comics yeah he did he did it's fantastic four number what three or four where spider-man's a part of that comic or is that a, uh, is that an amazing Spider-Man issue where the Fantastic Four show up? Uh, at times, yes, but only when he absolutely had to. I actually think that Spider-Man actually uh-huh. interacts with the Marvel comics in the in the comics a lot. I think he's yeah, yeah, an amazing he's actually, one. He he deal he first interacts with Fantastic Four. No, he interacts with everybody all the time. And they, they, really, they established really early that they have, even though they don't have him tell him his identity, but he's good friends with the Human Torch. He and Johnny years, are like best years, friends. Yeah. Years. yeah. Yeah. Christian Blatt said it. He corrected me and Christian Blatt, who you should definitely listen to his Blattcast. I love Christian. He's a really, really great uh, resource. He says, Fantastic Four and an amazing Spider-Man number one. That's it. You see, you yeah. see him on the, the cover. cover is literally Spider-Man in, in a in, tube. In, in, yeah. And they're fighting the chameleon. Is that right? Ian, the chameleon was the villain in that Spider-Man issue one so, number yeah. one? Thanks. So. Uh, yeah, what Ian said. Christian's got your back, Ian. Um, okay, Dark Sage has another comma, but we can't keep waiting. Um, what you should be doing is you should be watching the. You should keep subscribing to Geekscape. You can find us on all the platforms. We're free, so share us with your friends. Uh, if you missed our live show on Friday night, go watch the live show or go listen to the live show. We're going to have a really nice edited version of the live show that we shot from multi cameras uh, up later in January on the Geekscape TV channel. You may be watching this on our YouTube channel, Geekscape TV uh awesome thanks for subscribing tell your friends about it we put videos up all the time uh if you're like dark sage 9117 and you're watching on twitch thank you that's awesome too uh share it with your friends and if you're on facebook join geekscape forever that facebook group we got some great conversations going on also the geekscape page is a great place to find out what's going on i'd love to do another live show in the next few months so i'll start planning that we're also going to hopefully be returning to san diego comic-con this summer we have already paid for the booth uh, I think we'll be at WonderCon. Uh, there's a, just a lot going on in Geekscape, but I can't list it all. But Ian will be back in about a week and a half, a week uh, after Christmas to talk all things Hawkeye once that series concludes on Disney+. Plus. We're loving it. Uh, and Christian, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Not, you know, Christian just backed me up. He said, yes, the chameleon was the villain in Amazing Spider-Man number one. So Jonathan does know a lot of his stuff. I'm about a mile wide and an inch thick, like deep on a lot of my geek stuff. I, You know, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, okay. Subscribe to Geekscape. Share Geekscape with your friends. Maybe explore some of the other shows on the Geekscape network. Listen to the uh, Blattcast from Christian Blatt. He's been a longtime friend. And Ian, where can they find you? On Twitter? Can uh, Dark Sage pick this conversation up on Twitter with you? I mean, I go on there sometimes. You know, best thing is whatever, you know, do it through Geekscape stuff. I'll see it. Okay. All right. I think we're going to propose a, a cage match between Dark Sage 91, 17, and Ian. You have your own rogues gallery growing now, Ian. I think that's impressive. Okay, this has been the Geekscape uh, Spider-Man <laughs> No Way Home special. Uh, we love you all. Tell your friends to subscribe. Keep doing all that stuff that you do to keep up with Geekscape because I really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you all in a few days. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.